What's up, everybody? Thanks for pressing play today. In today's episode of Nerd Nostalgia, you're going to catch Brian, Trey, and Irvin chatting about a few movies they watched from Disney Plus Nostalgia category. We watched Tron, White Fang, and The Rocketeer. Now, we all watched different movies, and we all are going to talk about and discuss them. At the end of this episode, we're actually going to start diving into 90s movies, and it kind of stemmed a new thought for us. So we're going to do a series where we go through the 2000s, uh, the 90s, the 80s, 70s, and so forth, superhero and comic book movies. So stay tuned for that. Be on the lookout for those. As always, before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. Uh, if I had said Titan, it would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Well, almost. I blew it. Almost had it. Can we edit this out? Nope, nope. We're keeping it as is. Lando Blaudrizian. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by, Panzer Vor. Oh, <laughs> and fuck you, Brian, with an I. <laughs> I'm Irvin, and this is the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. I'm here with Brian, the really cool guy, and also our good friend Trey. I'm a huge nerd, and I'm not nearly as muscular as Brian. Why are you, why are you guys laughing? <laughs> that was Brian's introduction for everyone. I hope y'all freaking liked it. I thought, I thought it was good. Um, what is today's topic, guys? Actually, before, before, uh, before we jump into it, Brian, tell us about the, uh, what we did last week. <laughs> instead of, instead of doing productive things that we were supposed to be doing. Alright, so I got here to record the podcast super early. No, 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 no. Super early the next morning. Okay, so... <laughs> After blowing us off the previous night, blowing I might off. add. Okay, for so... <laughs> so, yes, if you think about starting the podcast late on a Friday night, super, super late. However, if you think about starting the podcast on Saturday, I got here and sneaked in the back door <laughs> at like 7 a.m. So, I got here early, and I was like, guys, look... You know, it's time to wake up. It's time to record the podcast. And instead, we had a better idea. And it was to lay on the couch and watch no fewer than 12 consecutive episodes of Rick and Morty. And Irvin and I may have spooned through part of it. Most of it. Most of it. There's there's no doubt. A part can be a whole. <laughs> He's not wrong. Math. Science. But look it up. But you you guys also slept through at least a season. Did I? Oh no! I, was... I have to go back and watch it again. Oh no! Oh no! Rick well, and Morty's I, I amazing. The, I remember the one I fell asleep. Rick was a mad scientist, and Morty was a nervous weirdo that followed him around. And when I woke up, the exact same thing was going on. Yeah, yeah, this is true. And they were getting into crazy sci-fi adventures. This episode brought to you by no one because we still have no advertisers. But maybe, but, but maybe, maybe soon. But maybe. Pretty excited for that. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what what how it maps out here in the next few weeks. Would you like to your business to reach all four people that listen to us, <laughs> including the three of us at this table, and Winston laying below it? 
Also, 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 our moms. Are we even being recorded? (laughs) (laughs) Just us talking. The microphones aren't even on. Oh, they promised me that someone hears this. Yeah, that we we're we're global guys. There's people that listen to us in Argentina, that listen to us in Europe, Australia. So thank you for for everybody that does listen in you know outside of the U.S. And we're sorry we don't yet have a translation into the various languages where this this is now broadcast to, but we'll be getting on that after our third Patreon sponsor. <laughs> awesome. Um, that's not a promise, by the way. That's a, that's a lie. Yeah. Horrible lie. Bull face lie. What, uh, what's our topic today, Trey? Uh, you didn't tell us. <laughs> no, we know now. After he told us, after he paused. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to low-key, you know, do this offline. Guys, nope. I'm going to take you behind the curtain. This is a free content. This is not even Patreon sponsor level. There's editing that goes on in this podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of editing that goes on in this podcast. He, he edits out every one of Trey's pauses and all of my lip smacking and... Dick. That was shitty. That was shitty. Alright. Anyways, <laughs> moving on, you fucking asshole. Alright, so this today's today's topic, or well, at least this this topic right now, comes from Brian. He started laughing because Trey said comes. <laughs> That's absolutely. Uh, well, on... he, he said it that he paused. He I, did. I did, I did, he did it on purpose. Uh, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounds like a lie. It's <laughs> totally not. Um, that sounds like a lie. <laughs> the there is four, four hours there, later. There is the a section on Disney Plus right now, and it's called Nostalgic Movies. What is the actually? What is the actual? I think that's. I think that is something the, the nostalgic title. movies it's, or whatever. Yeah. So it was a selection of movies that we were allowed to choose from, and we were put onto this by Brian, and Brian said no. You need to watch from only this section of Disney Plus because he happened to watch one already. And so he gave us homework that he had already completed. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> Deny Dead it. asshole. Deny it. No, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I know. That, no, I that know. story could not be more true. <laughs> but uh, that being said, there were some really good ones and some really bad ones on that. And so we're going to talk about our selections uh, from this very, very narrow list of nostalgic movies according to Disney+. Plus. Um, I guess my movie that I chose from this very, very small list was Tron. The original Tron from 1980-something. What was your movie, Brian? The Rocketeer in Irvin. And I chose uh, White Fang. So I I guess the, the directions for what we were supposed to be doing when we watched this movie was to, one, watch the movie. okay. But then also, if you remembered watching it as a kid, um, what you thought of it as a kid, now re-watching it as an adult, what you think of it now as an adult versus what you do remember, what you don't remember. And I totally bit off more than I than I could chew on the Tron movie. So I took a very open minded approach to it and just tried to take the whole experience in. And that being said, there is more to this movie than Face Five, in my opinion. And what I saw was there was a lot of religious undertones. Mm. 
um, a lot of uh, consumerism, kind of poking fun at that or whatever. But at the heart of this movie, it's corporate espionage. Mm. It is. This movie is literally about corporate espionage. The and if you haven't seen it, spoiler alerts. Go watch it. Um, spoiler warning on a thirty-year-old movie. I, you got to do it nowadays because people get pissed. Uh, there, someone spoiler alerted a show that I never, ever, ever, ever gonna watch, but just blatantly was like, "Why didn't anybody warn me that so and so dies in season six of so and so show?" And I was like, "The, the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, he dies <laughs> at the end of that one." <laughs> What? He comes back, though. It's, there's always room for a sequel. Mm. That That's probably going to lose us some subscribers. Yeah. Oh, I said subscribers. God bless America. Uh, what an idiot. Idiot. But spoiler spoiler warning right, is yeah. a real thing. We, Even we, if it's something I'm never going to watch, don't spoil it for me. There's, a, there's another podcast that I listen to, and they do something pretty cool and pretty nerdy. It's the Captain America scene. Like, whenever they're about to do spoilers, right? It's the Captain America scene where he's in the elevator during Winter Soldier. He's like, before we get started, does anybody want to get out? And then they have like a bell that goes and stuff. So maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll do something like that. Maybe maybe I'll get y'all to voiceover or spoiler. Or it, maybe it could just be Brian burping, and that, that'll be your spoiler <laughs> warning. And if you I'm don't trying, know, it's on you, listener. I'm just trying to like create some sound effects for the podcast. <laughs> So yeah, spoiler warning to Trey's, uh, my anyway. movie, and Brian's. Oh, we could do the yawn. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. The baby yawn. The baby. Um, spoiler warning. Spo- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nope, can't do it. For, I can't fake it. You're trying to Rick and Morty it. It's ingrained now. Yeah. Yeah. Main character, uh, Flynn, gets ripped off by the now CEO of this huge conglomerate. Right. And he gets fired because he doesn't have proof that this happened. Two of his friends that still work there go and visit him and wonder, hey, what the hell have you been doing with your life? Why are you running an arcade? And then he tells them, hey, he ripped me off. And they're like, well, let's break into the company that we work for and create a fake username for you. And then you can go get access to all of the secure information on the server. Mainframes, man. That's the, I mean, that is the, the basic principle behind this movie is espionage. Okay, so I've never seen Tron, but isn't it, is my understanding that when they go into the computer system, you've got Jeff Bridges and then all of the other characters in the computer system look like their real life counterparts. So isn't this really just a retelling of Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Except it's probably nothing like Wizard of Oz in any other way. Um, who's the who's the lion in that one? Actually, it may be almost dead on because it's. Did we just unlock the <laughs> secrets to Tron? <laughs> Mind blown. So yeah, it's uh, hey, here is the setup, live action setup, right? So this would be the black and white setup at the beginning. This is the problem that they need to solve. Toto is going to be euthanized, right? Wait, that was the problem in Wizard of Oz? Yeah, the old the the, the wicked witch wanted to to get rid of the dog. So that's why she ran. She just wanted them sneakers, son. She wanted them red clicky heels. I yeah. literally remember nothing of Wizard of Oz now. <laughs> <laughs> you you've unwritten my memory of it. Wait, why are we doing spoiler warning for Wizard of Oz? Oh shit. <laughs> well it's part of the public domain. So Ah Is it? Go. Yeah. It's gotta Pretty be. Pretty old, yeah. It's what, nineteen 19- Unless Disney bought it, then it'll never get yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> You'll never get it. They, uh, they, they digitally added Mickey ears to all the characters. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get sued. Um, so anyway, so there, okay, so there's a problem in the live action version. This is the problem that we need to solve. All of a sudden, it's all fanciful. We're either in a computer program or we're on, you know, in Oz, as it were. Uh, so one zapped in by a laser beam, and the other one is comes gets picked up by a tornado. And they kill the bad guy with water, or in Tron, they use a frisbee. Exactly. I don't know if I've gotten the plots of either of those movies correct yet. <laughs> but defeat the bad guy, but all of the people that you meet along the way are actual characters from the real world. I may have gotten drunk and forgotten that I read a think piece on BuzzFeed says saying the top ten ways that Tron and Wizard of Oz are the same movie. I'm sure that's a thing. It probably is. I don't yeah. remember it, but... Well, are you looking that up, Urban, to see if I read that BuzzFeed think piece? I can. Um, why don't you... Y'all, y'all keep trying. I'll look it up and Tron, I'll chime Tron, in. Tron versus... Urban, can't you just engage us? No. We're in front of you. No thanks. Flesh and blood. No thanks. Um, that may, yeah, that may be it. But, so like going through, like they, the, the programs themselves, right? Everyone in, in the computer world. So are the, are the programs the computer? Like, are, like, are the programs the people? Yes. Okay, so, okay. So Tron is Alan, who is, Alan creates Tron in order to, um, police the mcp which is the master control program right which is the has really locked down the system the mcp was created by uh crap i can't think of his name the bad guy uh the one that stole all the information he's the bad guy in all those movies right and yeah in basically every 80s movie yeah so his his mcp is shutting everything down and then the mcp has this right hand man called sark and sark is the personification of the bad guy within the real world, right? So, is the MCP the guy that plays yes. Moses in South Park? Yeah, it's like the the glowing face thing. Yep, yep, that's it. That's the MCP, and Sark is his counter is like his feet on the ground, right? If you've neither seen Tron or South Park, and I mean like the first season of South Park where Moses came out as the MCP, that like no one will understand that reference at all. No. Can we, can but, we but, but we confide in our nerds, and we know that, you, that y'all will definitely catch that reference. Okay, but like, can we put like a clip art in the in the show notes or something that shows that these two are the same character? Yeah, I think I can try. Look in the show notes. Look at the show notes to see that <laughs> Moses and the MCP are the same character. You can type that up if you want. How about that? Okay. Homework back on you. Homework. So... Uh, to, to comment on what uh, Brian was saying earlier, it wasn't a BuzzFeed thing. It was, there's actually a Reddit thread out there. Tron is just a modern-day Wizard of Oz. And this was from six years ago. As I was watching Tron tonight, I noticed that it follows the Wizard of Oz narrative pretty closely. There's a person, Flynn Dorothy, that is fighting against an evil person, which master control program, and gets transported off into a different weird world where the colors slash light is different from the real world. Then they meet up with different people from the life... I'm sorry, this person is a terrible writer. With different people from the life in the real world who helps them with their adventure and quest against the evil person. Then they meet up with different people from the life real world who helps them with the real adventure and the quest against the evil person. Someone said you could apply that to everyone. To every movie ever. But yeah, uh, there's there's definitely some similarities. Yeah, a lot of them. 
But, Somebody else uh, said it's like a hero's narrative, like, you know. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. Right. I have not seen Tron, the original. I've seen Tron Legacy. Right. Because uh, it's a more, more modern movie. I would like to know how I can get access to Tron so I can pull out a dime piece uh, wife, girlfriend, and bring her into the real world. Because that... Oh, that right, would be awesome. right, yeah. That would be awesome. What, what, what was your name? Olivia Wilde. Wild. Guys, Olivia Wilde. Oh, I love Olivia Wilde. The way to do that is to have Jeff Bridges be your dad and drink a lot of White Russians. Jeff Bridges, White Russians. Noted. So the dude. Yeah. I think I have this medical condition where I think that all movies exist in the same universe, and so <laughs> the, actor, <laughs> the actor who plays Flynn also happens to be the dude who also happens to be... The guy from True Grit. Where's one of their movies that Jeff Bridges has been in? If only you had a a device that could... Shh, shh, shh. I'm using my brain computer. My brain pewter. No, that was stupid. Can you edit that out? No, you can't. (laughs) We need Uh, a a better producer. (laughs) We're not lying about that. Um, But yeah, so... Oh, he was in Iron Man. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite Jeff Bridges performance. <laughs> no, but it, it just, since we're on the topic of nerd stuff, dude, I'm just like, oh, he totally was an Iron Man. I, that, that for, I forgot that part. Yeah, he played the very cool Obadiah Stain, the world's worst villain name. Shit Stain. He was in R.I.P.D. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm sure R.I.P.D. is better than Bright. You didn't like Bright? No, I didn't watch it. The Netflix movie? I didn't watch it because I have too few brain cells to spare. Dude, it's actually a really good movie. They're going to make a second one as well. I really like that. I hope they call it Brighter. I would not put it past fucking Hollywood and Will Smith's team to call it Brighter. But it'll be Brighter and there's like somehow a two in the word. (laughs) Oh, no. Or Too Bright. Too Furious. (laughs) Too Bright. Too Furious. (laughs) That's it. Boom. Done deal. <laughs> Hollywood, listen in. That is the title. You're welcome. We'll Dubai, take our royalty furious. fee. Uh, 0.01%. Let's call it that. <laughs> I wish they'd have done the fourth Fast and the Furious movie, something like The Fantastic Four and Furious. Oh, my God. I would have lo- I would have gone just to, just for that. <laughs> for some reason, The Fantastic Four show up. So, so why, was, why was Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift not Four and Furious? Well, because remember, I think Tokyo Drift was the second one they made. Because that is racist. Four and it's they're foreign cars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they're not foreign. Four, yeah. Okay. They're, yeah. Four yeah. Furious. Yeah. Four and Furious. Although there's probably some non-Japanese there's at least, cars in there. There's at least a couple of. Oh, yeah. well. oh no! And yeah, and, and remember he uses the uh, the Mark shell Mark. of the. Uh, it was a was it a Mustang mm. at the very end? But you know that's an interesting question because I've never thought about going to to other like Japan or whatever and looking to see if there's any American cars there. Like I wonder. Do they I'm sure have there Ford is. And, and, and other American. But there, yes. yeah, it's but it's 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 like us. It's like F O U R, I E I G. Like apostrophe N. Four in furious, <laughs> and then the Fantastic Four show up, and yeah, like for some reason Johnny Storm is is like lighting cars on fire. Oh, actually, that wouldn't work. I just thought about it. Uh, Tokyo Drift was the third movie because uh, it went fast or Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and that's where it's just Paul Walker's story. Mm-hmm. And then they did Tokyo Drift after and that. Was that. The third one. And then they had to, they were like, oh yeah, that. Kind of didn't happen, but it happened. It's like, like chronologically the sixth one. Yeah, something like that. 
Okay, so and here's... And I'm curious how they're going to bring fucking Han back. I think what they could have done, if they wanted to bring in the Fantastic Four, is just have <laughs> Fantastic Four-themed cars. Like, there's a car that's on fire the whole time. <laughs> no, like, it is a rubber band. <laughs> like, the car's like, oh, I'm going to make this, like, sweet turn, and it goes, Bleh, and then it goes, Bleh, and it, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't, this was not well thought out. <laughs> The car on fire, though. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of like the uh, the Good Omens uh, car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a cool little scene. Or, uh, what is it? Go- uh, Ghost Rider. It's nothing like Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider's on fire. Does the car go on fire? The wheels, the wheels the, 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 go on fire, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's going so fast. That's it. All right, That's... what else What else, What else? else you got on, Tron? Oh, Tron. How did you, okay. Yeah, how did you feel... Um, I liked feel it. Like- so, so Anne hated it. She was like, why are you watching this? I cannot believe you're watching this. This is so dumb and so stupid. Always a supportive. Oh, supporting 100%. spouse. You gotta, you gotta yeah. love them. Yeah. Uh, she, ha- she absolutely hated it. I loved it. Rewatching it again from a different perspective. Because I think I tried back in the day when Legacy came out, which has been four or five years ago now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a bit. No, uh, longer than that. Probably dude. closer to 10. I was going to say, I was gonna say it's been at least okay. a decade. So it came out in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Wilde was 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I like Jeff Bridges a lot. It's for the time. It was a like very cutting edge, you know, and they, they, did a lot of cool things with cameras and black lights and da 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 da, and that's that's always awesome. Um, it was like groundbreaking. It was right. Uh, the but the was the, that was that pre or post uh, Star Wars? Post post post. Okay, okay. not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always thought that lighting stuff was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And Star Wars was was the big one that did it, but they weren't the first. There was actually that movie. You're uh, talking about laser beams. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. The there was a movie called The Last Dragon. Did y'all ever watch that? About Bruce Leroy. It's it's an awesome movie. It's old, old, old. It's about uh, a kid. I think he's like from Harlem, somewhere in New York. Wait, so you actually mean the movie with Bruce Leroy? Because there's a Bruce Lee and there's also a Bruce Leroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this movie is, this is the about Bruce, the you're kid. About Bruce Leroy. About Bruce Leroy. Show okay. enough. Uh, that that was the mm-hmm. the antagonist, and so they have like powers, and like their their hands start like glowing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was that first time that kind of technology was used. Gotcha. Um, so I thought I thought that was cool. But yeah, there was uh, so with this one there was there was like religious undertones um, where all of the programs. Uh, I apologize in advance, the- by the way. Um, my analysis is not going to be anything like Trey's about deeper undertones <laughs> and things of that nature. Just throwing that out there right now. Continue, Trey. Um, yeah, the users I were. I wish Irvin had done a spoiler warning for his part of the podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah so the the users were like their god right and the whole idea of the mcp and sark and everything was to downplay that the users didn't exist and they kept calling it religious mumbo jumbo oh interesting so So it was almost pro religion pro theism it well so who you're rooting for who's going to be the underdog the oppressed who's going to be like tron and all the of the other minority, yeah. yeah, yeah, they are you know oppressed uh, by the MCP and Sark and everything like that. Even though those programs, being master control program, communicates with users on a daily basis, so he knows that they exist, but downplays their existence to the rest of the programs within the system. 
Well, and that makes me wonder if you've if you've got someone who actively talks to God every day, do you also if like you're if you're Tron, do you know that God is fallible? So they don't. Oh, they, oh, they find out from yeah, l- talking to, to Flynn. Flynn that he's not perfect. That I'm just making this up as I go along, man. Oh, but what's crazy is that he then becomes the dude who is like the founder of dudism, right. his own religion. Yeah, that because every movie is in the same universe. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so then, yeah, if, if that's the case, if that's what we're going with, then, um, yeah, sure. That's why I think that Elijah Wood in Wilfred, who is the son of... Is it Julia Steen? We've already talked about this one, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I still think that, that Elijah Wood, because he's Clara Clayton's uh, son in right, Wilfred, right, is right. also Jules and or Vern from, from Back, Back to the, the Future. Future Part 3. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember your, you uh, bringing that up in one of the previous episodes. But these have all run together. Oh, so. Kind of on Back to the uh, Back to the Future talk. Supposedly Tom Holt, there's a, there's a version online Don't right now. It. Of Don't Tom die. Holland and, um, what's his name? Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. As one is Doc, obviously, Robert Downey Jr. And then Tom Holland is um, Marty. Fly. Yeah. Don't do it. Okay, so... This, it, he he looks a lot like him. I mean, he does. He, I and mean, so, he looks like a young white Sorry, kid. Sorry to spoil this for you. I saw, I saw a report that said that hmm. they have had talks about it, uh, possibly rebooting it. Don't do it. Don't so, do it. I know. Don't. It, it, it is Don't. one and two are... are, are, are Classics. Hollywood producers, if you're listening, don't do the reboot. Listen to me, and let's do my sequel trilogy with Elijah Wood <laughs> as Jules Verne. Boom. Uh, Irvin, tell us. Oh, Trey, do you have anything else about Tron? No, just a little more depth, and I don't. And I think I may be making more depth out of it than it is. It, it's probably just a cool visual effects movie. But I thought that those were interesting no, things don't, about. Yeah, don't downplay that. About it's, espionage it's and religious themes. Um, but uh, overall, I enjoyed rewatching it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I was never able to find it before Legacy came out, and I want you know I'm a completionist by heart, so I wanted to rewatch it and then watch Legacy, but it was not available, and I wasn't spending like twenty dollars on a DVD that I'm gonna watch once. So do you good rem- job Disney Plus. Do you remember watching Tron as a kid? Yes, I do. Tell at, us, at, well, at least bits and pieces. What, what do you remember about watching it as a kid? Light cycles and uh, flying claw machines. Um, Did you see it in the theaters or at home? Oh, definitely at home. I mean, it was 82 when it came out. You would not have been alive. Right. For many years. Right. And it, was, and it was probably not even like watching it like on a VHS or whatever. It was like watching it on TV. You know, just like... Yeah, bits and pieces that I do remember from watching it like on Saturday TV and, you know, with commercials and probably edited for time and all that kind of stuff. So, no, I don't remember it well. I mean, those like key points... And then probably just the references within Tron Legacy that kind of branch back to it. But then also playing like Kingdom Hearts that had a Tron level in it and like kind of remembering that part of it and just the pop culture references because it's been around for so long. So really sitting down and, and like watching it, re- you know, rewatching it for real as an adult paying attention. I enjoyed it and then immediately watched Tron Legacy afterwards because that's on there too. So let me let, let's play a little game here. Tron, what would you rate it? What's your rating for it? For nostalgia's sake or just overall? Let's do two. Yeah, yeah. Let's do nostalgia's sake. Like let's ten out do... of ten for nostalgia's sake. Okay, ten yeah, out of ten for nostalgia. We're doing a re- it's the and then, and measure then... of quality on this show, which is <laughs> uh, Ewoks. Ewoks. How many? Ewoks? Well, no, 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 no. It's uh, ten out of ten mainframe computers. 
No, and, it's, and then, it still has to be Ewok. It's, we, the, there, we've got to have a consistent currency. Okay. But then that's reverse scale, right? Shh, 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 don't think <laughs> this is too much. We did this last time. But <laughs> well, we were sober then. Wait, no. No. Oh, no, kind of uh, like the currency system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10 Ewoks for... Uh, nostalgia. nostalgia okay, we'll do Ewoks. I like that for, okay. for, for nostalgia. Wait, hold on. So it's bad? <laughs> for for no money system <laughs> For yeah, for nostalgia's sake, great because of all the pop culture references um, that have been it's been based on, and then the sequel movie, which I don't think had that great of a reception, but I liked it, and the soundtrack was badass. That was a killer. Sound. I remember that one. Um, what what would you give it for its total movie? Rating? Like a seven five, seven five. Uh, okay. Ewoks out of ten Ewoks. <laughs> okay. And again, I'm trying to make sure that the more Ewoks is better. No, no, I think I think the more Ewoks is better. But if it gets like below like three or four Ewoks, then it's like a Jar Jar. Ooh. So there's a conversion of Jar Jar to Ewoks mm-hmm. ratio Wait. of some sort. So at where at what point do we have like Chewies? Like ten out of ten Chewies? No, no, no. no. Ewok Chewies? is highest you go. Yeah, yeah, Ewok yeah. is highest. Okay. So our measurement is in terms of shitty Star Wars characters. The, the, gold, the gold standard <laughs> is Ewoks. Yeah. Ewoks, everybody. Because you can't go above shitty Star Wars characters. Exactly. Okay. What would you what would you think the 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 rating of the movie would be? Well, I would say having never seen Tron before, <laughs> I don't know. Alright, let me give you let me give you the let me give you the answers. <laughs> Wait, so sort of these questions. There is yeah, the only because the only the only knock on on like overall movie whatever is that the story makes no fucking sense. Yeah, totally no sense. Yeah. Well, so yeah, okay. So so here it is. To it's... Space computer land. No, nope, that probably isn't it. I haven't seen the movie. Don't ask me. <laughs> Don't ask me. Six point eight out of ten on IMDb. So you were pretty close. You were you know you probably gave it a little extra boost because of the uh, nostalgia factor. Seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes IMDb and then uh, 58 percent Metacritic. What's a what's a point eight of an Ewok though? Um, One of those little pigeons things. Like a child Ewok. Yeah. Porgy. Porgies. Por- yep. Like three porgies is point eight Ewoks. There yeah. You go. <laughs> Okay. This is how J.K. Rowling felt whenever she was coming up with the money system in the Wizarding World. And she was just like... Doobly-doo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Fifteen nuts make a galleon or something. And there's a silver sickle. And, yeah. Yeah. We call those good, British mushrooms. <laughs> good, good luck with the uh, exchange rate. <laughs> but it is gold. All right, Irvin. Tell us about white... Fang. White Fang. White Fang. Fang. Okay, so I have my trusty little iPad over here so I can look stuff up, right? Because I have to. Uh, yeah, whatever. Guess what kind of phone he uses? It's an amazing phone that's significantly far superior to an iPhone. But Hold me on but, that. But the, the iPad and the MacBook and the that's all for my niece and nephew, and that's for the, the for the iWatch and the I don't have an iWatch. You liar! And He's just lying and lying. He has the Apple fidget spinner. Right. <laughs> that is a dated reference. That hasn't been popular for two years. God. Fidget spinners. Don't tell anyone about my collection. So White Fang. Shut up, then. <laughs> this is live. Oh. Wait, no, it's recorded. God. God, you're pretty. All right, White Fang. Uh, where do I start? Obviously, I'm terrible about uh, this kind of stuff, redescribing the movie, but... 
Are you just gonna read the Wikipedia description? No, 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 no. I do, I do have it up, but no, no, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna go off the dome. So it's it's a story so it came out in 1938. Yeah. With a... <laughs> Starring these, I don't remember this. this adaptation of Jack London's Wilderness. No. So it's it's a story about at at its core, it's a story about a hybrid wolf dog and his human. It's it's their story. So it's a guy that goes up to Alaska, comes from San Francisco. Uh, spoiler warning, by the way. <laughs> I can't burn. <laughs> Hang on, give me a second. Yeah, hold on, hold yeah, on. Okay. All right. Stop your storytelling. So, yeah, just, just, just for this, guys. We're gonna, we're gonna pause and wait. <clears throat> there it is. There's the spoiler warning. I'm a little disappointed, but keep going. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I had in me. Giving it all she's got, Cotton. Um, <laughs> so at its core, it's a story about human and his, you know, lovable pet. And how he finds it, but basically this this young kid comes up, it's during a gold rush, I don't know if it's in fucking Alaska or somewhere, Colorado, I don't know, I don't know if fucking gold rushes happen, they didn't happen in, sure, California, I don't know, I really don't remember, and I don't pay attention to those minor details, and so, oh, thanks for that, actually, nice, I tried to use a sports reference so you would understand it, yeah, that's perfect, it literally clicked like that, so, he, he heads out from from wherever he's, California, wherever the fuck he's from, and pursuit, his dad was also a gold rusher, but passed away, so he's kind of going and finding his dad's friend and wants to kind of fill his shoes and be like his father, blah, blah, blah. Along the way, he interacts and almost meets this wolf-dog hybrid known as White Fang, and you'll find out in the movie why he's called White Fang, but he doesn't quite touch it right off the case. Yes, it is because he has... White canine teeth, that is correct. But that name was given to him by... I'll just jump to that. The name was given to him by an Indian chief, uh, a chieftain. And so uh, it's given to him by the chieftain. That's a, that's the first point that he meets this uh, this white fang. What are y'all doing? They're like making fucking charades over here. <laughs> Brian's about to fall asleep. Anyways, we'll continue on. So he, he first interacts with Wait, him. Wait, you're at, ending off with me falling asleep? I was wide well, awake. Whatever. You didn't look it. I'm sorry I'm boring you. Moving the story along, I'm going to try to sum it up really, really quickly. Um, he interacts with, the, with, with, the, with White Fang at this village. That's when he first meets him. But here, there, he's not really loved yet. And so that's kind of a thing. And he tries to show him love. And there's a cool scene where he fights a bear. But clearly, they just have a big-ass bear like growling. They're like, Arr! and then they cut to the, the, the wolf dog Wait, so is White fighting. Fang or is human fighting the bear? White Fang. White are they, Fang. Are they... White Fang is protecting his future human. It's not his, it's not his human yet. Okay, so he belongs to the chief. It's a two-on-one dog-wolf-human versus bear. Yes, yes. And by two-on-one, it's just just White Fang and Ethan Hawke, who is the protagonist in this. Ethan Hawke's in this movie? A young Ethan Hawke. Why didn't you lead with that? That is what you lead with. I'm sorry. I am do. terrible at this. So when did the this movie come out? The Star of the Purge? Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, so a young Ethan Hawke is in this movie. He literally is just bolts and like runs away, but they eventually uh, they eventually chase the the bear off, and so he gives him like a piece of food as like a thank you, and like tries to pet him, but he doesn't let him pet him or whatever. But he accepts the gift because he's untamed. Exactly. Nineteen ninety one. Okay. And cut. That's when the gold rush was? No, that's when White Fang came out. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. 
So oh, then that was a weak burp. It wasn't even a burp. I'm ashamed of myself. It fast forwards. I don't know. I don't know how long it fast forwards, but it fast forwards in time. Our young protagonist, Ethan Hawke. What's his? I don't even remember his name. What was his name? Jack Conroy. Okay, Jack at this point goes to uh, to you know hunt for gold and you know gold mine, and he partners up with his dad's old partner. They bond. They lose a dude along the way, by the way, but. Spoiler warning. They, they bond. Uh, and it's it's all tied into it. So I did appreciate that about the movie. Um, it all ties into each other. And so finally... He Wait, what do, is, you mean, what do you mean by that? It all, like, what do you mean it all ties in? Like, like how that dude is uh, killed that they lost. It, it turns out that one of the wolves that attacked him, that's how this dude died, was... It wasn't White Fang. It was White Fang's mom. And then... Mrs. White Fang. Mrs. White Fang gets shot... And then basically she crawls all the way back to her pup and the pup basically sees her mom die. And then that's when he can't keep up with the older wolves. And so he just kind of gets lost and that's where he gets found by the, uh, by the Indians. Um, so it does a lot of little, uh, connecting, uh, in, in, in it or whatever the case. And so gets raised by the Indian chief. Indian chief is going into town to trade pelts. There is a dog fighting ring that is happening in this town. And one of the guys, the bad guy of the movie, if you will, his name is Beauty Smith. What a name. That's played by uh, James Reamer. Pretty famous actor. If you saw him, you, you would, you'd recognize him. He's been in a few things. But White Fang gets antagonized by this guy. They're like, oh, let's see what our dog can do. Because it was like a big Great Dane or something. It was like a big Mastiff. White Fang kills it because it's like a, it's a fucking, it's a beast. Indian comes out. He's like, you know, you can't have uh, wolves here and blah, blah, blah. And like plays the legal card and is like, you know, we're going to get you to jail. Like, go get the go get the marshal. Go get the marshal. Well, ends up trading White Fang to him. So White Fang is now entered into a dogfighting lifestyle. But he can't enter a dogfighting ring because he's only half dog. Dad, they don't care. Hmm. And so like a very irreparable dogfighting yeah. ring. Yeah, how convenient. They're not credentialed, obviously. Not, not credentialed. <laughs> what is uh, American Kennel Club, AKC? <laughs> they're they not AKC they registered. This particular dog fighting <laughs> ring. They do not sponsor it. <laughs> not um, not a so, sponsorship. <laughs> Fast forward. Can, can you imagine what kind of credentialing your dog fighting ring would have to go through? The kennel club would be like, well, I mean, you know, some dogs kind of fight to the death. <laughs> the ones that aren't our, on, our, on our standard. This episode brought to you by the American Kennel Club. No, no, it is not. We don't want to get sued. <laughs> And so the dog gets, ends up getting hurt. He comes across this, like, bulldog. And so I thought it was going to be a pit bull because, like, that's the whole, you know, thing. is like, oh, they were bred for fighting and all that kind of stuff. But it, it turns out it was, a, it, was a, it was a bulldog that ends um, up beating him. But, it look, like, in the movie, it looked like a, like a pit bull to me. It didn't look like a bulldog at all. But the bulldog ends up beating White Fang. And so in comes in uh, our, our hero, and has to win his love. Like he goes, he picks up the dog. Dog is hurt, nurses him back to health, gains his trust here and there, changes his identity so that way he can go to Mars. Pretty much. Yep. Kinda. So wait, is this becoming total recall? <laughs> there was a woman with three boobs. Gattaca. Gattaca. Oh, oh, nice. Oh my You just blew God. our minds. Well blew. done. Dude. Yeah, he he went to yeah. um, Titan. Titan, that's right. Sorry. Uh, if I had said Titan, it would have been better. Yeah. yeah. Well, almost. I blew it. Almost had it. Can we edit this out? Nope. Nope. We're keeping it as is. Lando Blaudrizian. 
I hate you. So yeah, so the story then kind of becomes the the bad guys try to get the dog back and like they fight him and then they end up catching him and the wolf dog, you know, helps capture capture them or whatever the case and they go to jail. And then sure enough, they end up striking gold. And so there's there's this moment after like the 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 big climax where the um, the partner is like, hey man, you know, we can't, we're going back to California. We're going to start up a hotel. Can't can't bring the dog, you know. He's like, yeah, I know, I know. So there's a scene which kind of got to me a little bit. <clears throat> made you cry? No, it didn't make me cry. It just got me in the feels. But made your where he's cry. like, it's like it's the typical scene where, you know, he's like, get out of here, get out of here. And he's like throwing rocks at him, and he runs away. And and then Ethan Hawke's character Jack is super sad. And he's like, you know, I did it. And so they start leaving. And then he's like, I can't. He hops out. He's like, I can't leave him. He's like, that's my dog. And so he goes back, and then he's like looking for him, and he's nowhere to be found. And then out of the horizon comes White Fang, and they're reunited. And that's pretty much where it ends. Okay, so let's back up real quick. White Fang loses the dog fight, right? Loses that dog fight, yeah, against a bulldog. And then he's taken out of the ring, and they escape. Mm -hmm. For some reason, the proprietors of the illegal dog ring, dog fighting ring, bother to leave their establishment to go hunt down this loser dog. Like, are, do they have that it, shortage so of it, dogs it, for fighting? Well, I would imagine if it's Alaska. I don't think they have a lot of resources up there. But um, They have what, wolves for days. That's true. But, but wolves are not allowed. Yeah. They're half-breed wolves. According they're to not, AKC they, rules, half-wolf is permittable. Full wolf, that's, no, that's, what are you doing? Okay, what I'm saying is, okay, this movie has completely lost me midway through because... So, segue, I used to really like this movie as a kid. As an adult, I did not care for it. Tell me why. Tell us why. Yes, Trey. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but... Anyway. Anyways, um, yeah, so I... Totally lost my train of thought. Why I didn't like it as a... An adult. As an adult. <laughs> I didn't like it as an adult because the story off the gate, there's there's a lot of holes. And so I, I guess I'm starting to look for that kind of stuff, which I normally don't do. But it reminded me of a not as good version of Dances with Wolves. So in Dances with Wolves, you know, he barely talks. In this, there's very little conversations and so there just wasn't a lot of dialogue. And so I didn't like that, um, I think, for, for me to, to really be in, engrossed in a movie that has to have a good amount of dialogue and back and forth. Maybe that's why I like reading so much. I don't know. He likes the talkies. I like the talkies um, or action. It didn't have a lot of action either. So it was just a lot of buildup to really not a lot of payoff. So that was the big thing. But I do remember loving it as a kid. Um, and I think that might stem where, like, my obsession, one of the one of the areas where my obsession with uh, hybrids. So for, if y'all don't know, my Instagram handle is hybrid.nerd. But I, um, I, I have this obsession with, with hybrids. I think when you put two things together, it usually creates something better. And in this case, it created a wolf dog, which is pretty fucking cool. But I could relate to the dog, which is weird, right? You're like, why wouldn't you relate to the protagonist? I related to the dog because he comes from two worlds. He comes from the um, wolf world, right? And then comes from the dog world because he comes from two worlds. And so being the Latin man that I am, 
I've always had to bounce between two uh, two different cultures, and so I have the American Texan culture, and then I have the uh, the Salvadoran culture, the Latin culture. So I don't know. I saw a connection uh, between that, and so I related to the dog in that sense, and so I think that's why I might have liked the movie back in the day. But it's just for me, it's not a good movie. Yeah, that's uh, my summation. Well, okay. So did it have? One of the better dogfight scenes no. in all the movies. No. Kind of boring. Yeah. Because it has a dog fighting a bear, a dog fighting a dog, Yeah. and probably man fighting man. Yeah. None of that was very exciting? None of it was exciting, especially the way they shot it, too. So, for example, the bear fight, they shot a picture of, yeah, a picture of the bear growling and being mean and running and stuff, and then they shot the dog and, like, basically tried to put them together and make it seem that that's what was going on when you could clearly tell that that wasn't the case. Um, the dog fighting <coughs> was similar. I can't remember the dog fighting to be honest. It wasn't, it wasn't Probably just two know. dogs growling and then they like cuddle each other a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what it was. So yeah, it just didn't do it for me. Um, nostalgia rating is going to be low. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four Ewoks. Four Ewoks out of ten. Four Ewoks out of Just ten. Just above a Jar Jar. Uh, yeah, I think. Just above a Jar Jar. It, I, it's not that bad, because um, it did bring up like some some memories for me and stuff, and I do remember watching it often. I think I watched this movie a lot, but did, at a very young age. I'm if it came out in '91, I'm guessing I probably watched it in '92, '93, somewhere around there. It did seem strange though, like you were saying, when the human Ethan Hawke's character went from leaving the hotel thing to go and find White Fang and instead he decided to enroll in that space flight program and <laughs> try and That's to... a great movie. I want to do one on Gattaca, an episode on Gattaca for sure. Great movie. A new challenger's approached. <laughs> Wait, it's approaching. Nailed it. So yeah, um, I'll give the... What would y'all... After my, explan- my beautiful explanation, what would y'all think uh, the movie was rated? I don't... Uh, probably... Five Ewoks out of ten. Hmm. Trey, what do you think? I probably yeah five like a fifty percent rating on like Rotten Tomatoes or something. No, surprisingly, six point seven out of ten on IMDb, sixty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That would be six point six and six Ewoks, two and a half Porgs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, um, you can't, you can't divide I, up an Ewok. I still, to me, like I said, it's like a, a not as good version of Dances with Wolves. <laughs> but yeah, so let let me let me let me segue into uh, old young Brian. Old young Brian, yes, that's how I shall henceforth be referred to. Old youngin. Oi, 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 Brian. Oi, Brian. <clears throat> the Rocketeer. And thank y'all so much for uh, joining us, everybody. That's the episode. <laughs> Saves me a lot of time. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I was getting really excited to be done. So I got interested in watching The Rocketeer after I watched... Hang on, I'm just going to plug. Red Letter Media did a review of it a couple, maybe six months ago. And they just went back and watched The Rocketeer. And they talked about how it's this perfect superhero origin story because it has all the the same beats it has the introduction of the character all the introduction of all the 
the, the different characters you'll be running, the, the main character and all the different supporting characters you'll be running into. Uh, you've got the, the, the older support magician character who's able to do all the technical stuff to get him ready. You've got the bad guys as the Nazis, all of that. And it shows you how Cliff gets his superpower, the, the rocket, and how he eventually learns to fly, and he stumbles at first, and then he eventually proves himself as the hero. And so I really wanted to watch it, so I saw it on the Nostalgia channel of Disney+, Plus, and I thought, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if that was as good as they were saying it is. So put it on, start watching it, fall asleep in the middle. That's, that's a me problem, that's not a movie problem. Come back the next night, finish watching it, and I liked it. It was <clears throat> it was a great '90s superhero movie. I think it may be one of the best '90s superhero movies because it had a very simple plot. Uh, Cliff was a pilot. He became a hero. He wanted to both make up with and save his girlfriend from the dreaded James Bond double O Nazi, played by Timothy Dalton. There were mobsters. There were Hollywood. It was just really great. And I think as a kid, I remember watching it with my brother and just being awed by the spectacle of it because, wow, he's able to fly around in a rocket ship and he's able to beat up bad guys. And, like, the only thing I remember from it as a kid was the importance of making the helmet to helping him fly. And, no, there were three things. I remember the helmet, how important the helmet was, I remember him flying off of the Spruce Goose and the... Oh, shit. Who was the guy that made the Spruce Goose? He was in The Aviator. He was the whole point of The Aviator. Oh, what was Leonardo DiCaprio's character in that? Uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes looks out and goes, She will fly. I remember that distinctly as a kid. And then the third thing I remember is when the mobster turns against his former employers, who turn out to be Nazis... And he teams up with the FBI, and basically they say, I may be a crook, but I ain't no damn Nazi. Or I'm a pure-blooded American. And it's, it was kind of a, just a really cool movie. Oh, and I also remember the, the, the big, muscly bad guy in the end uh, being incinerated on the, on the Zeppelin. So pretty much the entire fucking movie is what you're saying. No, I mean, I, I remember... <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Is, is I remember... The way I remember movies is from, a, from my childhood is I remember... The kind of the stand, like the standing landmark scenes, the 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 tentpole part, or the the tentpole parts of the movie, uh, some of the finer details. Like I, I did not remember that there was a big wedge driven between Cliff and Jennifer Connelly's character. I didn't remember a lot of the the fact that well, he was a pilot and he had this big race that he was trying to win, and that's why losing the plane in the beginning was so important. So there were a lot of there were a lot of the nuances and details of the movie I forgot, but I remembered some of the. You know, obviously, I remember there was a hero story, and I remember some of those bigger scenes from it. But, but truly, it was—I think it held up. I really liked it. I would probably give it eight Ewoks out of ten. And I think if y'all haven't seen it in a while, and, and y'all would like to sit down and watch it, y'all probably should. Probably should. And watch the Red Letter Media review of it. I remember—I remember a couple of those scenes that you were talking about. The uh, the him shooting out. Um... And then I remember the helmet. Those were like those are the only two things. And mm-hmm. then I didn't know that it looks like it was a young uh, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Post Labyrinth, pre Requiem for a Dream. Nice. Primo Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think this movie is rated? I already said it was like eight Ewoks out of ten. Eight Ewoks out of ten. Yeah. So no, okay. So give me your nostalgia, oh. and then give me your 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 actual rating of it. Oh well, I, I think eight Ewoks is, is probably what I would rate it now, and Good. it's probably what I've. I, so eight, I don't eight's across the board. For yeah, you. I don't remember. I don't remember having a problem with it as a kid, but also I was a stupid kid, and I would have watched. I don't know some terrible movie and be like, oh, it's so cool because it's got explosions. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what it is. They blew up the Death Star. <laughs> so, go <laughs> give you give your uh, yeah, tell us what those are. But you made a point um, in there about the best '90s superhero movie, and so I did a quick search on that because I was like, okay, what what should I compare this to? And this list is actually pretty cool. Okay. So, so all right, we are, we'll, yeah, go ahead we'll wrap this up and then we'll, we'll we'll switch over to the to to that real quick. Well, we should have that um, be a whole other episode. Well, I think yeah, we could. So maybe we could we, we'll, we'll tease it. We'll, Ooh, tease, it. we'll Ooh. tease you guys. Top top. What are the bottom three on that list? Uh, I give you that too. Okay. okay so just, I just want the bottom three. Six point five out of ten Ewoks on IMDb and sixty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it looks like. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it looks like all of our movies are kind of like right those those nostalgic movies that we picked are, are right there in in the same uh, same area. They're so, better than average, but they're not great. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, speaking of better than average, not great. That's us signing off for the evening. All you right, guys so have the, a lovely day. So the it's not. We're still here, guys. Ugh. So the and this is just my my quick search. Quick search. And the bottom three that I see on here. Are gonna be uh, the shadow with Don't um, does that have Alec Baldwin? In yes, the Phantom Whoa. that has um, Zane. Wait, yeah, something Billy Zane. Zane. Billy Zane and Blank Man. Blank Man. Damon Wayans. Yep, I remember that. So those are the those are the bottom three. Uh, but here's the more Phantom cool. is a, is not a good one. I, I'm just saying. Oh, just three, to, oh okay, just okay, quick, okay, 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 okay. It just has these are superhero movies from the 1990s. Like that's that's yeah. what this this list is. I remember from the Phantom that he had to use rings yes. to kill people, and that the bad guy used binoculars that had daggers in them to kill somebody else. Hmm. And so, so they so, he was, so go go with that what you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, so what what are some other ones? Okay, so the these are popular superhero movies from the nineties. Uh Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dark Man. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns, Batman Forever. Obvious choices. Rocketeer. Uh. Uh The Crow. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Could have been a better movie. I liked it. I liked it. It has a huge following. Yeah. People love the crow. Blade. Oh, obs. The Shadow, like I said, Spawn. Another yeah. great one. I liked it. The Phantom, Blank Man. Oh, we're we're back at the end now. Yeah. Ninja yeah. Turtles. Oh. No, no. I, like I said, I picked game. the top the or the bottom three that I thought of. Just a, the mask. Oh. Kind of an interesting choice to put that in there. Yeah. By the way, they a, had a very different real. story in the in the original. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, mask of the Phantasm. That should be higher up. Oh, this was the other one that I probably instead of Phantom, um, I would go with Steel. Ooh, yeah. Well, Shaq. Yeah. Nice. Judge Dredd. Hmm. Uh, oh. Tur- Turtles Two. 
The Crow, City of Angels, RoboCop 2. That was pretty bad. Judge Dredd, that, that's one of my all-time favorite Tank 90s girl. movies for sure. Turtles 3. Uh, what about those damn three seashells? Sergeant Kabuki Man in Wayfinding? That was Demolition Man. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Eh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Power Rangers, was it? Oh, yeah. the movie. It sure was. Judge Dredd, yeah. Damn. Power Rangers that one Turbo, up. the movie. With Rico. Darkman 3. See? Batman Sub-Zero. Robocop Mortal Kombat? 3. Robocop 3 had Japanese are robots. Are they superheroes? Who? The are they superheroes? That's mm. not a superhero. What are? Mortal Kombat. That's what he said. They're not, not uh, superheroes. The fuck would so you Robocop call 3, that? Inspector Gadget. It's Inspector it Gadget is a superhero? Uh, yeah, he's a cyborg. He's basically like Robocop, but more powerful. Because he's got pogo legs. <laughs> go, go, gadget, pogo legs. He has unlimited gadgets. That's his so, whole thing. So kind of a funny thing. And he's played by Ferris Bueller's In Day this off. list, which I'm not going to say is... Not the actor. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Captain Marvel. It's in this list because it's based in the 90s. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. I'm like, you're dumb because that's that came out last yeah. year. Yeah. Wait, they filmed that movie 30 years ago? Yeah. Like, wow. Uh, that's pretty good. They had a lot of foresight. Dark yeah. Man, Smart. Darkman 2. Uh, Star Kid. Remember that? Oh, I do remember that one. He gets like a yeah. suit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a space it's suit. Kinda, it's, uh, that reminds me of um, the, the Blue Beetle. The um, Blue Beetle. Uh, wait, in, you mean in Beetle DC Comics. No. Because in uh, Beetleborgs, they get a wish-granting genie to give them... I I remember kind of watching that with you guys, but I don't remember talking we do. about the, it. Oh yeah, is that a problem? No, I haven't. I haven't edited that that podcast. That'll probably be this uh, this week's podcast. Oh, we haven't even done that one. Yeah. Ugh. I sh- yeah yeah. I should have enough time tomorrow. Probably. A lot I'm of getting swag. a lot quicker at this editing thing. But anyways, um, um, we could totally do an episode about '90s. Uh, We're gonna watch all of these first. What? Uh, would we? All right. Well, let's just let's just yeah. wrap up this episode. Since That's fair. It's supposed to be about yeah, about three other movies. Anyways. So, uh, Brian, you look like you want to say something. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you already haven't, please... Like and subscribe and join our Patreon page, which just doesn't exist yet. <laughs> it actually does exist. It's just not live yet. Uh, but you know what? Maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll show us a little support. You know? Um, yeah. Nerd Nostalgia Podcast on YouTube. Nerd Nostalgia Podcast on Facebook, Nerd.Nostalgia on Instagram. Follow us. Please also give us a a rating and a review on the podcast if you already haven't. Tell your friends about it. If you know somebody out there would enjoy this podcast, tell them about it. But again, thanks thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you all on the next episode. I need another drink. I'm out. Well, you heard Trey's drink clank and Brian's yawn, so you know it's time for us to head on out. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you on the next episode. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends.